live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on June 18th to hit the internets on June 19th. How is everybody doing? I am wonderful wherever you are, wherever you may be, in your car, in your cubicle, at your, your dinner table. How many people listen to it at dinner? You know, with the family, bring the kids around. Everyone gather around. Red Ticket Blues is on. I don't want to listen to this. Henry, do we have to listen to this? Yes, we do. Eat your hungry man dinner. I pay for this. All right, so where are we? I am uh, doing a second podcast this week to go over the NBA Finals are done. So if you are not a baseball fan, it's a long, hot summer and tough shit. That's this the way it is. You're going to have to deal with it. We'll go over the NBA Finals. Uh, we'll talk about the Warriors. They are 50% of the story. The other 50% is LeBron being LeBron. He's becoming... Not becoming, he is a polarizing figure, almost to the almost to the point of Alex Rodriguez. Now we'll talk about that. We will address the Cardinal hacking. Yes, hacking. St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals are hacking. Hacking. <coughs> Did you get that? Hacking? Are hacking. Or being accused of uh hacking the Houston Astros. That's that's the that's the world we live in now. Baseball is a uh it's a sport predicated on cheating, going back to way back, way way back when, and it continues now into the new stratosphere and this technology of just hacking into people's systems for a competitive edge. We'll uh, we'll briefly take on the Royals, yes, the Kansas City Royals, because they basically are the American League starters in the All Star game, and we will touch on Pablo Sandoval and how he just he doesn't actually just like. Instagram, he loves it so much that he can't stop doing it at any time. But we will begin, and let me just just relaxing here with my, and I'll tell you, with I'm relaxing with a with a perfect with a with a uh, with a, a classic, the Dogfish Head Ale sixty minute IPA, which I will tell you, an underrated option. Stop and shop, create your own six pack. I know, many say I, I go to my local guy. I want to support local businesses. I understand that, that I'm not I'm not knocking you. But I mean, that's a great deal. That's a great deal. So that's my two cents. Hey, Brian, shut up. All right. The NBA Finals are over. The Golden State Warriors are victorious, winning the series four to two over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The MVP, Andre Iguodala. Uh what did he average? He averaged sixteen points a game, five point eight rebounds, and four assists. Uh he was pretty good. He came up big in a lot of spots. I'm not sure if he should have won the MVP. That dreadful free throw shooting, 35%. These, those were just bricks. They were ugly to watch. They hurt. They hurt watching. Uh, Stephen Curry, after a slow start in the beginning of the series, really turned it on in the last few games. He started showing that stroke that people already want to say he's one of the, he's the best shooter ever. I'm not ready to say that yet. If you listen to Bill Burr's recent podcast, I have to agree with him 100%. He's, it's not even a sports podcast, but he was talking about it. He does this for five more years, what he just did. Four more years, three more years. Give, give me three more years, and I'll say he's one of the best ever. This was a great season. I know he's had great seasons, but there has to be some sort of durability and consistency with this. But he does make it look easy. He makes it look very easy. I mean, he averaged 26 points a game, five rebounds, six assists in the NBA Finals. He was probably the most deserving MVP. I thought if you're going to give it to someone with stats similar to Iguodala's, Draymond Green's was also... Uh, you know, it was, it was quite similar. He, he is a head case. 
He, uh, I mean, has mentioned several times throughout the sh- throughout the telecast that you know his his grandmother and his mother had to tell him to stop yelling at the refs. He's another one. I, I've mentioned this before. He has never thought a foul called on him was a legitimate foul, except for the ones where he sarcastically puts his hands up. But he is good. He he he, he was another one who struggled in the beginning, but he came through. What can you say? I'll t- Clay Thompson, he is a guy who is lucky the Warriors won this. We were talking about the Warriors winning and LeBron being amazing but coming up short. If the Warriors were lost this, there would have been fingers pointed at Clay Thompson. I mean, he fouled out of Game 6. Fouled out of Game 6 with five points. Now, I thought he was worse from the field because, I mean, he did have his moments. He did average 15.8 points a game. So, I guess I can't say he stinks, but... When his team needed him there, it, and I should take into consideration, he was bleeding from the air a few weeks ago and vomiting and couldn't drive his car. I guess we should take that into consideration, but did he stink? In that last game, he stunk. You stink. Uh, and just to think, Steve Kerr, this has been brought up a million times, Steve Kerr was verbally committed. Uh, well, the reports or that he was verbally committed to the New York Knicks. He could have been coaching the New York Knicks and coached that abomination of a team. Instead, he beat Carmelo Sloppy Seconds, former Knicks players on the Cleveland Cavaliers. People that couldn't do anything for LeBron James. He was amazing. That goes without saying. He, for the first time ever, led both teams in points, rebounds, and assists, which is, which is truly something else. The rest of the Cavs, well, they were pretty awful. Uh, you got LeBron James, who averaged 35.8 points a game, 13.3 rebounds, and 8.8 assists. He almost averaged a triple-double. And you know what the next score is after that? It drops from 35.8 to 14 points. And that was Timothy Mo- Timothy Mozgov, who's basically, the last few games, was a non-factor, who barely played. Who barely played any minutes. I mean, LeBron James, 274 minutes played. Timothy Mozgov, 170. 170 minutes. And the next score after that was... Was ironically J.R. Smith who couldn't sit at the broadside of a barn. Cliche city. Uh, what can you say uh, after? Well, you could you can technically say that Kyrie Irving averaged twenty three points a game. He played in one game, so that's not real though. Uh, now LeBron before uh, the, he he made the comment. He said he's the best player in the world. And uh, Clay Thompson actually had a funny line after uh, the Warriors won the championship. It just feels good to say, you know, we're the best team in the world with the best player in the world. This man sitting there. Sure. I thought right, that so. was good, at least, if you're going to stink. you got to have at least good material, and he did. But LeBron, LeBron, he, he, I know what he's trying to say when he says things. We all know he's the best in the world. He wants to let people know he's the best in the world, so he made that statement. I don't think he meant it as an egotist. Maybe he did. I don't know. He did make a statement after the loss, though. Uh the final game that they ran out of talent and that's another thing it is true they ran out of talent that team was not good that was like i said that were that was you know we ran out of talent he played with mellow rejects and an australian that shouldn't be in the league or shouldn't be a starter in the league but when you say you ran out of talent you know what that just says to that entire team to those people that are going to be on your team next year we're not good enough to play with you lebron and you told the whole world that it's, it's the sort of stuff that needs to not be said. He's very much like Alex Rodriguez in that way. Like I said earlier, they're both polarizing figures. And it may be, you know, uh, 
helped with social media and people's players lives are a lot more visible now than they ever have been but they're similar though when you think about it they both come from you know troubled backgrounds not troubled but uh difficult family situations they both were phenoms at a young age they both make a lot of money. Alex Rodriguez was an 18-year-old in Major League Baseball when he was 18. LeBron James just signed a $90 million contract with Nike before he played an NBA game. They both switched teams in dramatic fashion. They were Them switching teams was enormous. They both have been criticized mightily, even when their most of their stats look amazing. They both criticized mightily for not coming up in the clutch. And they both have a tremendous proclivity to put their foot in their mouth. Now, Alex has done it probably more than LeBron has, but Alex has also had a little more experience. He's 39 years old. I think LeBron's only 30. So give LeBron, give LeBron a, uh, give him a chance. He can get there. Just, just give him a shot. And there were also the issues that came out today uh, by ESPN reporter, I have to find the story here exactly, but uh, in regards to his relationship with the coach, Coach Blatt, that it, another thing that wasn't a secret, but apparently LeBron thinks he runs the show, and to a certain extent he does. He's LeBron James, but he would call timeouts. He wouldn't listen to Blatt. He would tell them, "I am basically." rolling his eyes, yelling when the play was not up to his standards, making Blatt change everything, calling timeouts himself, like I said, arranging the plays, not looking at Blatt, and only dealing with Tyron Lue. I don't know what the Cavaliers do from here. Well, first of all, let's talk about LeBron James. That is a legendary player doing that. And people can say, Jordan probably did stuff like that too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What do you want? It's part of it. Do you think it was that disrespectful to a coach, though? Do you think Jordan had an input in the plays? I'm sure he did, and LeBron should have input in the plays, too. He is the star. But to take over and to disrespect the coach in front of the other players, do you think J.R. Smith is—well, that's a bad example. He's not going to listen to the coach anyways. But do you think Imam Shumpert is all of a sudden going to listen to Blatt when you see a superstar like LeBron James shrug him away like garbage? Garbage? Are you? That sends a terrible message. How is his future with the team when LeBron James, the star of the team, the star of the league, the best player in the world, treats him like that? What what can you do? And what, and what can Blatt do now? Do they keep him? They're already paying. Uh, I think they're still paying Mike Brown. And they'd be paying Blatt if they got rid of him. And then another player. So that's three coaches. LeBron James is worth three coaches. And that team. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron is still an amazing player. He's now 2-4 and four in the finals. But, hey, the finals are over. Steph Curry and, boy, you had to love the picture of Steph Curry after the game uh, on the flight home back to California. Uh, they partied it up. Harrison Barnes, for, for the worst, had never touched alcohol before that game. Before that game. He was loaded like Keanu Clark. No, before that game, he had never drank before. And he drank that day. I guess he had some champagne that night. Who knows how wasted he got, but Curry got wasted enough where he was laying, or maybe just passed out, whatever way you want to put it. I'm sure he was, I'm sure he indulged in spirits. Laying on the just aisle of the plane, asleep, holding the trophy. 
I passed out in a lot of places. I'm sure none of them are even in the same conversation as that feeling passing out for Steph Curry. So the NBA is over. We'll go over the draft uh, because the draft is very soon. We have a surprise mystery Latvian, Latvian Orthodox. Maybe we'll wear the big hat to the draft that is approaching the top two, possibly. could This guy could be better than Okafor. Many experts are thinking that Towns, Carl Towns from Kentucky, is going to be the number one pick. We will see, but that is a story for next week. We'll, we'll dive right into this Cardinals hacking uh, story. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals are being accused of hacking into the Houston Astros, their database. And where did I have the story here? Let me stall as I look for this. Uh, no, the CEO Bill DeVitt and GM John Mosliak have basically minimized the situation. They're saying it's being taken out there the, of the St. Louis Cardinals, I should say, uh, are minimizing the situations and also deflecting it, saying this is a federal matter being handled by the FBI. And a lot of people have the idea that or have the feeling that it is all centered around the Astros GM, who is a former Cardinals employee by the name of Jeff Lunau. You may have heard my voice change. I was moving around the microphone, so I'm sorry if that did not enhance uh, your listening pleasure. But some are saying that the exit was a little messy. He's saying it wasn't. And what the Cardinals... And you get the idea that this wasn't some sort of sophisticated attack. This wasn't the Chinese or the Russians or the United States and their daily battles. Do Do you people realize that every day we're doing that? I don't know if that many people... Yeah, Brian, you're the one with the only information. No one else knows this. You're just privy to all this sort of top secret stuff. Every day they're doing this. They're they're, they're trying to hack into each other's systems. And this looks like, this is what you hear. I don't know how accurate this is. But you hear that guys on the Astros, or excuse me, guys on the Cardinals had a list of passwords for this guy, Lou, now that were sort of just, yeah, we still had and said, hey, let's see if we can get into the Astros database with these old passwords and they did i don't know what kind of information they got but it's a major i'm not going to minimize the actual event because it looks like it was hacking do you want to look at the word hacking you want to look at what that means what it's doing yeah that's what they did but at the same time i don't think this is a uh long-term cheating uh, a pyramid that the Cardinals have constructed why they've dominated baseball. Not dominated, but why they've been so successful in baseball because they hack in other people's systems. It's amazing. Baseball. Steroids. Greenies. Stealing signs. Spiked cleats. Corked bats. Now hacking into computer systems. And the Cardinals are supposed to be the classy ones. The Cardinals are the classiest organization. They're the holier-than-thou team that likes to rub it in people's nose. We do it the right way. Except for when Mark McGuire did lots of steroids. But we do it the right way. And if you have a moment, go to Google Images right now and put in Belichick Cardinals. It is astounding how many images there are of Bill Belichick either wearing Cardinals gear or associating with Cardinals players, coaches, and they're not Photoshopped. They're real. It, it it's, it's such irony. You couldn't even script it for Hollywood. But you could. But no one would believe it. And another thing going on in baseball right now. The All-Star Game. Uh, July 2nd, I believe. 
Yes, that's when the All-Star Game is. It is in Cincinnati this year, as if anyone really cares. But the big story is, for the American League, outside of the pitcher, there are nine positions available. No. No, there aren't. There's eight pitches. Eight. eight. Hey, hold on. One. Four. Yes. There's eight. Exactly. Whew. Almost forgot what the hell's going on here. Catcher, four, seven, yeah, eight. One of them is... Okay, I'm getting my numbers all mixed up here. Eight guys plus Trout. All right, basically... Uh, all or Long story short here. Tremendous preparation here. I wrote down eight guys plus Trout, but that doesn't make any sense. Does it? Wait, four... Three, four, eight. This has to be seven. Seven guys plus Trout. Two, six. Yes, so seven guys plus Trout. All right, let's get this let's get this podcast back together here. So the Royals, they have had tremendous fan support, quote unquote. And the entire American League is dominated by the Kansas City Royals outside of Mike Trout at all the starting positions. Which half the people are thinking, what the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on? I mean, this is this also includes guys like Omar Infante, who is leading all second basemen in votes, who's batting two ten. That was through Monday. And Alex Rios, who's batting two fourteen and missed a month and a half due to injury, is ranking fourth among the outfielders. So what the hell is going on here? It's almost like this ridiculous system of with a Major League Baseball allowing people to vote up to 35 times is coming back to bite them in the ass. And of all teams, the Kansas City Royals. Sure, they were in the World Series last year, but what if they become some sort of, you know, national powerhouse where you see people wearing Royals gear all the time? You don't. So these are the guidelines for voting, okay? Their effort to, this is, MLB has made a concerted effort to investigate votes. This is because they, they think something's up. They say they're going to investigate votes that come from accounts created using email addresses that appear to have been tweaked in some way that too closely resemble another address, multiple voting accounts that come from the same IP address, and troubling patterns in voting that emerged during the reviews by a third-party company employed to chart all-star game balloting trends. So baseball is going to create an investigation to find out why votes are a certain way. This is the same organization that for years just would, wouldn't even acknowledge steroids in the game, but they're going to hire a third party to investigate votes. And what happens at that point? Do we just remove all the votes? This is quite a system they have uh, put together here. And someone's got to be behind this. There has to be some sort of concerned effort to do this. This, this doesn't happen. Not everyone woke up and said, hey, let's let's all vote for the Royals. There has to be, and you'd think that there'd be some news about it, someone, some dead spin thing, say, come on, vote, 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 vote Royals, vote Royals. Let's make a mockery of this. But we'd know about it. It's almost like maybe they're communicating in like Yahoo chat rooms. We'll switch it up because, you know, like they said that terrorists that were behind 9-11 were chatting in Yahoo sports chat rooms. So maybe, maybe, maybe people are chatting in Arab chat rooms about this. That joke fell completely flat, didn't it? Boy, there, there, was, there, there was no comedy involved in that. that. That was bad. 
But I said this, like I said, about the, the basketball all-star game. Football, no one cares because it's after the season. Hockey, I don't know what they do. Basketball, all-star game, that sort of stuff and baseball. I'm including that in the same. I don't find them interesting. They're for children. I, I like the idea of seeing them be announced because they, they, their hard work has gotten them there. And yes, I'm a grown man and I'm taking pleasure in seeing someone improve. No, not like the, the, the LeBron James of the world and the Mike Trouts, but the guys that really work hard. You, you follow a team for a long time. You see a guy struggle and go through a lot and get there. That's good to see. But the game itself, I don't care. And one of the main issues I have with the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is ever since they decided that they have to have one representative from each team be there, that's ridiculous. That's a participatory trophy life we're living. Everyone has to be there. Billy has to make the All-Star team. Ugh, whatever, man. I don't know. I I just missed that generation. I just missed it. Because my brother got all the trophies. Well, he was on good teams, too. But I noticed that he started getting trophies just for doing, just for being there. Hey, Frankie, you rolled around in mud all week. You couldn't catch a fly ball, and you cried every time you struck out. You deserve a trophy because you're a winner. Congratulations, that's going to help you over later on in life when you don't get a job and you cry about it. You go to social media and say bad things. and That's life. Tough shit, crybabies. Are we talking about the Royals? All right. So we'll have to see what happens there. Because if they make this and this third party for Major League Baseball doesn't actually, or whatever they do, Someone's going to announce that they were going to, they were behind it. There's somebody behind it. This can't be natural. This can't be organic. It's not. It's the Kansas City Royals. Come on. And finally, we end tonight. Uh, yeah, is there any NFL news? What, what's, this was what I was going to end with. Des Bryant's holding out, and I don't blame him. You know, this is this is the one sport where they deserve the money. They get their asses kicked. We want to see them get their asses kicked, and they don't get paid enough. Des Bryant brings up a great point. He's franchised. A guy who can make some serious cash. He's fran- cash. Uh, he's been franchised. Meaning, you know, he's there for a year. They control him for a year. Now he's getting paid $14 million, but, you know, what if he broke his leg? What if he's never the same? He, he could have signed a big contract. There has to be some sort of insurance policy for franchise guys. I, I don't like that rule. But guys should be able to hold out if they want to. And I don't mean this Darrell Rivas holdout where he does it every other every year. You're going to sign a contract, honor it. But when you're ready for that big contract or when you think, when your value goes up a huge amount, like you have a breakout year, you should get your money and get paid. They should either, and if they want to guarantee, you got to understand though, if they're going to guarantee those contracts, those the salaries are going to plummet. The non-guaranteed contracts, that's what the NFL lives by. Give them their money. Give big signing bonuses. These fat cat teams, it's disgusting. Johnny Manziel is no longer going to do the money sign. That's important. I need to know what trademark moves of people that appear in two games a year are doing. Very important. Very important. Uh, But I think we're going to end tonight with... uh, Last podcast, we discussed the decline and possible demise, maybe, maybe a bit premature, of Red Sox designated hitter David Ortiz... And just today, well, not just today, a few days ago, the Boston Red Sox had a closed-door meeting. Ooh, players only. I think it was players only. Usually, well, 
Aren't all meetings, don't they usually have the door closed? Meetings usually don't involve the media, right? I guess unless it's the NBA playoffs and they mic you up. Did you see that shot of David Blatt when he was he was doing the, the Cleveland Cavaliers coach going over all the information in that last game at the halftime? They showed the video of it. And they just showed J.R. Smith in the background zoned out into another world. So typical. Hey, you almost had him in the game. There were those off-balance threes at the end of the game. But uh, Where are we going with this? Let's get back to reality. The Red Sox. So Dustin Pedroia, uh, I don't know if he called the meeting, but he had the... The team has been slumping. This is no surprise, no secret. And, you know, he, he let everyone know exactly what the meeting was about. You know, we're, we're not going to listen to you guys. We're just going to go play baseball. You know, that's it. We're going to try to be positive. But apparently that didn't resonate very well with uh, Pablo Sandoval. Because the third baseman, the new third baseman this year, is not playing tonight. This being Thursday night. Because he was Instagramming. While the game was going on, Instagramming on the Instagram. He was liking pictures on the Instagram in last night's game. Uh, Somebody at Barstool Sports called him out. That's fine. Uh, He's not a rat or anything like that, but maybe he shouldn't be doing that. Now, Sandoval, I thought his numbers were worse than this. He's batting 270, six home runs, 23 RBIs. I mean, they paid a lot of money to get him, so that's not good. But for some reason, I thought they were just dreadful. Those aren't good. How stupid can you be, though? Apparently he was in the bathroom. You know, we've all been there on the toilet with our phone. And I don't... I'm sure he's not the first person to ever do this, but Pablo, if you're going to go on the internet, if you're going to go on social media, don't let your presence be known. Don't like things. Don't retweet things. That's not good. People will know. They'll put two and two together. So chicken and beer a few years... Chicken and beer and video games a few years ago. Now Instagram... You know, John Farrell is, uh, it may not be his fault, but you're having open uh, arguments with Wade Miley in the dugout. You got Pablo Sandoval after a team meeting liking things while on the throne. And the team actually did win a game the other day, but still, uh, when you see things like that, you start to wonder what's going on in this clubhouse. Is that fair to him? Probably not, because they're going to keep losing if they continue to have bad pitching. They're rumored to get Cole Hamels every other day. I think Cole Hamels tricked the media that he was traded the other day. But the only storyline really going on in Philadelphia is who they're going to trade. If they're going to trade Papelbon as well. Will Cole Hamels make that much of a difference with the Red Sox? Yes. Yes, he will. But do you like that? Does Pablo like that? He's liking some chick, too. Uh, I guess he just couldn't wait till you get home to like that picture. He admitted his guilt. He said it was stupid. Blah, 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 blah. We get it. But you got to wonder where your head's at sometimes. <laughs> All right, it's not that funny. All right, well, I want to thank everyone for listening. You can always listen to the show on redticketblues.com, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, the whole deal. And, you know, leave a review. You know, Derek Lucas, the great Derek Lucas left a review the other day and I want to appreciate I want to appreciate I want to thank him for that because I appreciate it why can't you people be more like Derek Lucas you know I know your whole life you hear your mom and dad say why can't you be more like Derek Lucas well I'm going to chime in and I'm going to join them in in unison well they're not here but if they were here we'd be in unison saying why can't you be more like Derek Lucas leave a review so you sub- and subscribe so you never miss an episode and you can always follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13. That's BrianBuck13. 
I'm out of here.